News Talk 580 CFRA presents the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchaferro. And welcome to the show. Here it is, uh, seven minutes after seven o'clock. Hope you are ready to go because we sure are. The uh, phone line, of course, open for you for all of your calls. Uh, it is a live call-in show. You make it that much better when you come and ask your questions. Don't remain ignorant. Get the knowledge. Get it for free. And uh, make yourself that much smarter over the next hour. That number is 613-521-TALK. 613-521-TALK. Lots to get through on the show tonight. Alex, I knew you want to get into the reasons why people accept bad severance packages. Your emails as well. You want to send one along. Would love to have it. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And, uh, again, we'll take the uh, the phone calls. Uh, bring them on, 613-521-TALK. But first, the week that was, what is happening, brother? Hey, Johnny, thanks very much. Glad to be back uh, on, on the air in Ottawa talking employment law, severance, workplace rights. Uh, we're here to take your calls, take questions, and we're, of course, live on the air until uh, until 8 p.m., so feel free to give us a call. Uh, let me tell you, John, it's been... Uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks uh, here in the Ottawa office. Lots of people calling us, lots of people emailing us. They've listened to the radio show or they've seen uh, the TV show on the weekend, the Employment Hour in 30. Uh, you know, people are contacting us every single day to talk about their workplace situations, try and help them resolve those problems. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we do day in uh, and day out. And what we try and do on this show uh, as well for the next hour to help answer questions, alleviate some of those concerns and stresses that people have uh, in their workplace. So if you haven't heard the employment uh, hour before, if uh, or if you've heard the show before, but uh, you, you haven't wanted to call in, you've been too shy or too bashful, don't be shy. Give us a call. Ask any and all questions you have related to your workplace. There are absolutely no bad questions at all. Uh, and listen, by asking those questions, by reaching out to us over the next hour, not only are you giving us a chance to help you individually and, and you personally resolve some of those workplace situations, you're also helping lots of other people out there, people who are listening in, who may be in the exact same situation that you're in or a similar situation as you. So please, again, don't be shy. We want to help you uh, with anything related to your workplace, really anything to do with your legal rights at work. And as you said, John, uh, to get us started off, let's talk about a couple of matters that uh, that came across my desk week, this week. Actually, first matter, John, is a is a, a very nice gentleman I spoke with just this afternoon, uh, mm-hmm. and so uh, a kind of fresh uh, a fresh issue and topic here for you. So, spoke with a gentleman uh, who had been with the same company for seven years now. He's in his mid thirties, uh, was in a managerial position with uh, with this company, and by all accounts, doing quite well, uh, successful in his role. And uh, actually, over the course of the past few months, and despite the fact that COVID hit, company was still operating, individuals were working from home, but he was dealing with a personal medical situation. So this gentleman had to take uh, three months off uh, uh, to deal with uh, a bit of a health issue personally. And when he came back to work, and he came back to work in uh, in early August, uh, he was surprised to hear from his employer, John, that the company had restructured. He would now be reporting to a, a new uh, director directly above him. So he was in a managerial position, and there was going to be this new director directly above him, and he was losing, as a manager, all of his direct reports. So he oh, had wow. a team of six or seven people who he managed on a day-to-day basis. It was his team. He had the ability uh, to uh, kind of organize his team, to hire and fire individuals, and he lost all of that basically with the snap of a finger upon his return from a medical leave. So to his credit, this gentleman got 
really suspicious of this, wanted to know whether the company can do this to him. And so, again, I spoke to him today. We went over all of the facts, and it, it really is as simple as that, uh, John. This gentleman, in, in over the space of a few months, wasn't advised that his position was being changed, wasn't given any kind of uh, notice, came back to work from a medical leave, which was a very serious personal yeah. situation for him, and just like that, his position had changed night and day. And so what I told this individual is, well, actually, no, as an employee here, you have rights. You don't have to accept a situation like this where an employer has changed your position so significantly. This is what we call a constructive dismissal, meaning the company, through its actions in changing your job so significantly, has actually broken the terms of your employment, has breached the employment contract, even if it's a verbal contract, which it is, by the way. Uh, and so you have the right now as an employee to say, yes, I'm either accepting these changes, which of course he doesn't want to do, or uh, leave the company, effectively resign and obtain a severance package. And that's the position he's going to take. Now, hopefully the company reverses its decision, John, and gives this gentleman his position back. Uh, but I don't think that's likely to happen. I think the company's made its decision. It's going to, uh, you know, it's it's made its bet. It's going to lie in it in terms of the restructuring. So now this gentleman is going to be owed a severance package. He doesn't want to work with the company uh, uh, anymore in in this kind of situation, given this new position. And so we're going to be pursuing uh, those entitlements for him. This is a, a, a straightforward case of constructive dismissal, uh, John. And it's important for our listeners to remember and keep in mind when they're going back to work from a layoff or when they're coming back from a leave of absence or even in the course of their employment, you know, in the usual course of their employment, any significant changes to the terms of your employment should be a huge alarm bell, massive alarm bell. You should be speaking with an employment lawyer as soon as that happens. You don't want to wait even a few weeks. Otherwise, you may you may lose some of your leverage. You may lose some of the options that you have. So be very, very mindful out there of any changes to the terms of your employment as an employee. By the way, you want to reach out any time to Alex and a member of the crew at the uh, the firm, you can do so, one 821 5900 Use that number, write it down, help at employmentlawyer.ca. What else you got going on, pal? Second matter, uh, John, you know I always like to talk about severance packages and severance negotiations. Oh, yeah. it's, it's the bread and butter of our work, and, and it's what we help people out with on a regular basis. And I'll be quick because we're up against the clock on this one. But, um, you know, I assisted a gentleman a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago, again, another nice fellow in a managerial position. Position, four years of service. Uh, he was offered a severance package, and I actually had a look at his employment contract. And actually, there were some terms in his uh, employment contract that potentially limited his entitlements. Uh, there was some language there in terms of a, a kind of a termination clause that actually might have done the trick in, in limiting what he was owed as a severance package. And that's actually something he negotiated as a manager when he was first hired on. So he was aware of those terms. And, and you know, it made for a difficult situation. John, because there wasn't much of a leg to stand on, legally speaking. But the advice I gave him is, you know what? Let's approach this kind of nicely to the company. We're not going to go in guns blazing and you know threatening to sue the company. Sure. Let's approach them. You know, with COVID nineteen and the job market, it's a difficult time. Uh, you know, let's try and appeal to the company's good nature and see if we can improve the severance package. And lo and behold, uh, John, over the course of a, a few conversations with the company's internal uh, VP of HR, we got the company to increase increased their severance offer by two weeks, which was basically 50% of the package that, that he was, that he was uh, offered. And, and excuse me, not two weeks, two months. 
pardon me there. Uh, he was offered a four-month package, and we got him to the, the, we got them to improve the package by an additional two months, so so a six-month total package, and that was tremendous for this gentleman, uh, John. Where you know he didn't really have to leg a, have a leg to stand on legally. We actually, despite that, got him an additional two months. Uh, of severance and and the lesson here again for our listeners is you know d- don't be disturbed potentially by an employment contract that you signed don't just sign off on a severance package because you think that's what you owed or you think that that's the maximum you could get speak with, a, with an employment lawyer oftentimes there are solutions here regardless of the legalities of the case regardless uh, of kind of where you find yourself in the situation you find yourself as an employee we can find creative ways to try and better an employee in a situation like this and that's exactly what we did here and and uh, you know again it's extremely important to make sure you review those severance packages before you sign off on them and in this gentleman case, he ended up with significantly better terms than where he started, even in a difficult situation. And with that, we'll take our first break. You have severance questions of your own. If you're just wondering, as a, as a matter of fact, or your spidey sense is going off that you think something might be uh, awry at work, call us right here, open lines, and we're ready to go. It is a live call-in show for your benefit, of course, 613-521-TALK. That is the number. Employment Law Show, just getting warmed up. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk 580 CFRA. And we are back, yeah, and welcome to it is uh, Tuesday night. It is 721 and the phone lines are open for you. You have employment questions, something you've always wanted to ask. Maybe your neighbor across the fence is giving you bad information which usually happens, and you want to clear it up and get the truth, uh, give us a call, 613-521-TALK. Alex, here to answer your questions and answer them correctly. The email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And a reminder as well, whenever the show's not on the air and you're just uh, wondering something on your own, where do I get the information? Real simple, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That is the firm website. Put together a couple years ago, and it is full of employment law information. There's even a small section on disability law because those two cross over quite often. It's free. It's anonymous. But if you want to, there is a contact button at the top right as well. So let's get into this as we uh, line up some phone calls. Again, 613-521-TALK. That's 8255 Number to call in and ask your questions with Alex for the remainder of the hour. The reasons why people accept bad severance packages. I think he whittled this down from about 500 to like the, I don't know, top 10 maybe. Let's get into this, brother. The first one is this. They don't realize, this is number one for sure, they don't realize they're actually entitled to much more. Yeah, John. I mean, uh, you know, we we speak about so many different topics on uh, on the show when it comes to yeah. employment law in the, in the workplace, whether it's constructive dismissals or harassment in the workplace. But you know, far and away, the questions we get asked the most often relate to severance packages and terminations. And so, I wanted to talk about this on the show tonight. And 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 you said it. I mean, the the probably top of that list uh, as to you know why people accept bad severance packages is just they they didn't know. Uh, and I've spoken to so many people. Over over the years that had absolutely no idea the way severance uh, works they take their employer's word for it they think their employer is you know doing the right thing and following the law and and you know offering them the maximum possible and they just sign off on that offer because that's their frame of mind and that's what they expect and then you know and then they realize well actually no that's not the way the law works my employer wasn't offering me 
the proper uh, severance amounts and and you know lots of people have been learning that lesson and we've been trying to you know teach that uh, a lesson over these years through the radio show and and through the TV show and so again uh, you know for for all our listeners out there you know keep in mind in almost every case the way in which severance is calculated is that it's going to be based on your age position and years of service the longer you've been with the same employer the older you are the more senior your position or the more specialized your position the more severance you're going to get it's not one or two weeks per year of service don't let anybody tell you that don't let your employer tell you that don't let, don't let your neighbor tell you that likely it's going to be months per year of service sure. and there's no mathematical formula. I can't tell you it's three or four or five or six weeks per year of service, but it's probably going to be something in the range of about a month per year of service or, or again, something along those lines. So, uh, you know, that's that's number one uh, on the list as to why people accept bad severance packages. They have no idea the way the law works. And again, that's what we're here for. We're here to have those kinds of conversations all day, uh, every day. And, uh, you know, hopefully we've been getting through to people. Uh, John, I think we have, quite frankly, but uh, yep. we're, we're going to keep preaching. We're going to keep preaching and, and uh, uh, you know, hopefully reach as many people as possible. Again, reasons why people accept bad severance packages. As we uh, go through this list and carry on, you can call through and ask your questions, have your opinions. We'd love to talk to you. We're live, of course. 613-521-TALK is the number to reach us at the uh, the radio station. Number two, they rely on advice from the Ministry of Labor, which would seem like a natural thing to do. It is the Ministry of Labor, after all. But when it comes to severance, that's the one place you want to stop, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's the that's the last place you want to go, John, when it comes to talking about your severance uh, entitlements. I mean, if you know, if people not realizing that they're entitled to more is maybe the most common reason why people accept bad severance packages. Relying on advice from the Ministry of Labor is probably the one that irks me the most and uh, and that bothers me the most because you know the Ministry of Labor. You know, and to their credit, they do some things well when it comes to wages, when it comes to overtime pay, when it comes to vacation pay. By all means, speak to the Ministry of Labor. They're the place to go for those kinds of uh, of issues. If, a, if an employer is not, you know, issuing a record of employment, uh, you can go to the Ministry of Labor. All of those kind of technical issues, by all means, have at it with the Ministry of Labor. But when it comes to severance... Your, the Ministry of Labor can only advise you on what your minimum entitlements are yeah. uh, as an employee. A- and that's, you know, next to irrelevant, John, in the sense that your minimum entitlements are only kind of the bare bones, uh, minimum uh, employment standards that every employee in the province uh, is owed, regardless of age, position, uh, years of service. That's just kind of the basics. Uh, as an employee, you're likely going to be owed way, way more than those minimums. And sure. those minimums ultimately don't even really matter at all because of your full severance entitlements. And again, if you do go to the Ministry of Labor, they will only tell you what those minimums are, which is basically like telling you 10% of a story uh, or telling you 10% of what your actual monetary legal entitlements are. And so that's not the place you want to go uh, to, to rely on, on severance uh, advice. They can only advise you on what a fraction of your legal entitlements will actually be. You have to get advice from an employment lawyer when you're talking uh, about severance. Uh, otherwise, you are asking uh, for trouble. Again, reaching out to Alex or a member of his team when we're not doing the show here, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. 
But here and now, those phone calls, 613-521-TALK is the way to do that. But uh, we're getting back to our list here, reasons why people accept bad severance packages. And I know this one, sometimes when you uh, you talk to clients or potential clients on the phone, you kind of got to bite your lip when it comes to this one, but it is they're worried about upsetting their employer. Yeah, this is a tough one because, you know, oftentimes people will think, oh, am I going to, and, you know, the, the phrase we hear most often, John, is, I'm gonna, am I going to burn these bridges? Am yeah. I going to ruin my relationship with my employer and burn this bridge? And the reality is, John, that no, an employee will absolutely not be burning uh, a, a bridge when it comes to a severance negotiation. I mean, especially if you do it in the right way. And this is typically the way we practice in, uh, you know, in, in our negotiations, which is, you know, again, you don't want to necessarily go in there kind of uh, guns blazing, so to speak, and, 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 you know, make every wild accusation in the book. That's not the way to do it. You want to go in very professionally, take a firm stance on what your actual legal entitlements are, but also be relatively amicable and pleasant about it. Uh, this doesn't have to be nasty. This doesn't have to be antagonistic. It's really just a business transaction when it, you know, between an employer and employee when it comes down to it. So, uh, you know, certainly there is no concern about it upsetting an employer by negotiating a severance package, oftentimes we're able to even uh, request and obtain positive letters of reference. And of course, an employer is not going to, you know, pro- provide a, a letter of reference uh, if the relationship's been damaged. So again, no need to be worried about that kind of thing. Certainly, that kind of factor shouldn't be stopping you from wanting to negotiate a severance package. It might dictate how you approach that negotiation. Again, you want to sure. pro- approach it in a very professional, in a very calm, and, and potentially even pleasant way. Um, but it certainly shouldn't stop you from having that conversation. At the end of the day, these are your legal rights as an employee. These are your entitlements. You shouldn't shy away from that just because you're you're scared of upsetting an employer who has an obligation to pay these amounts to you. We'll continue that list after we take a short break and come right back after that. I'll give you a few moments here to pick up a phone if you so choose to uh, call us and ask a question for Alex. No charge, of course. Just get the information and uh, go away the wiser. 613-521-TALK. Employment Law Show. News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luciferro on News Talk 580 CFRA. We are back. It is 735. Welcome, Alex here. Myself, uh, John, ready to uh, take your phone calls. Don't be bashful. Nobody's uh, wanted to pick up a phone yet, but I know when the show ends or the last five minutes, you'll be like, you know what? Now I'm going to call. Now I have a question. Don't wait. It's it's free information, and you might be shocked by the answer. something you don't know. 613-521-TALK is the number to call in here. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. But in the meantime, we are going to keep going down our list here of reasons why people accept bad severance packages. Maybe this sounds familiar to you or a family member or colleague. Set them straight once you hear this because we're going to carry on with this list. Next one is this. The deadline, I repeat, deadline was only one week. The old Friday at 5, right? Yeah, another one that uh, puts a bee in my bonnet, uh, <laughs> John. And, and, you know, the reality is, and, and, and listen, I understand uh, people stress in these kinds of situations. They see that deadline in, in black and white in a termination letter, and already they're stressed about having been let go and overwhelmed by the situation. And then they, they see this deadline and, and it's, you know, it's impactful and, and, mm-hmm. and it's meant to be. Employers put that deadline there so that you're, you know, effectively pressured in, uh, to accepting a, a severance package. And, 
you know, it, it comes up every day, uh, uh, John, in speaking to people. They're worried about the deadline. They're worried about what happens if you miss that deadline. And, and the reality, and to set the record straight on the issue, is that, you know, there is no law, there is no rule or, or, or a procedure out there whereby uh, a severance package has to be resolved, has to be negotiated within a week's time or 10 days' time or 14 days' time, for that matter. There is no such uh, rule. Ultimately, an, an employee does have two years from the date of termination to pursue a severance package. It's it's what we call a limitation period, uh, John. And listen, two years is you know is an extremely long amount of time. You don't want to wait two years to be negotiating a severance package. But I say that to mean that there shouldn't be that pressure of that one week deadline or that Friday at five deadline. Take every opportunity as an employee who's been let go to make a smart, reasonable decision in the circumstances. And in order to do so, you need advice. You need to speak with an employment lawyer. You need to have that severance package reviewed with someone who knows the law, who knows what to do in these circumstances, who can weigh all of the factors that go into a decision like this and give you proper advice. And if that means... John, that it takes you an extra day beyond that de- deadline or an extra three days or five days for that matter, you shouldn't be forced into signing something uh, uh, because of that deadline, because of that pressure. You can ask your employer for an extension. Almost always an employer will agree to that extension if, if need be. And, you know, quite frankly, you can even let the deadline lapse sometimes and that won't be uh, an issue as well. I'd want to speak to people before that deadline and so people should act as quickly as possible when they're let go and make sure they get advice before that deadline. But again, um, you don't, you shouldn't feel pressure to sign off uh, just because of a deadline. It, again, there is no legality behind that. There's no rule that says that that has to be. And I wouldn't want an employee signing off on a bad severance package just because they felt the pressure of that deadline. It would be a you know a really regretful decision to make. People accepting bad severance packages happens all the time. There are a ton of reasons why. We're going through a few of them here. You have any questions about it? Six one three five two one talk. This one as well, termination was for cause. That is something you're definitely going to want to phone you about and check if it's an, an, a fact, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I'll add here terminated allegedly for cause because yeah, right. w- when an employee is terminated for just cause, it means that an employer has the right to let that employee go without severance or without any kind of notice. You get your last day's pay, you get your vacation pay, and off you go. And, and usually that kind of of exit, that kind of termination, is reserved for basically the worst of the worst kind of employment offenses. So it's it's when you've done something so terribly wrong to your employer that they're allowed to let you go basically on the spot. And, uh, you know, I say this all the time, John, but I, and I mean it, we're talking about basically kind of the worst of the worst offenses when it comes to employment, uh, you know, fraud, uh, violence in the workplace, et cetera, uh, et cetera. Um, and uh, a lot of times, employers will let employees go for cause where cause doesn't actually exist. And so a lot of times it will be related to performance concerns or maybe conduct concerns, but conduct concerns that don't necessarily rise to the level of cause. And they'll say, well, we think this is cause, so we're letting you go and we're not offering you severance packages. And employees potentially will accept that scenario and say, okay, well, I guess because I, I may or may not have done something wrong, they're allowed to do this. No, that's not the way it works. 
if an employer does not meet that high threshold of cause, if they cannot prove that your behavior or your actions were really the worst of the worst offenses, then they have to pay you a regular severance package based upon your age, position, and years of service. They don't get a discount because they think they have cause. They don't get a break at all because of any allegations that they put put forward. They have to pay severance as if this is a without cause termination, and that means uh, your full severance uh, entitlements. So if you are an employee out there and you've been terminated for cause, make sure you speak with an employment lawyer to determine whether that's actually cause or not. A lot of times it will not be cause for termination. It won't rise to that level. And certainly as an employer, before you're going to take that step of, of terminating an employee for cause, you want to make sure you, got, you get legal advice. Your, you know, your T's have to be crossed. Your I's have to be dotted. Uh, you know, if, if you have performance concerns, for example, uh, with an employee, you have to make sure that you've taken a bunch of steps uh, before, you know, trying to terminate that, em- that employee for cause. So again, for employers out there, make sure you're getting legal advice before you take that step as well. Otherwise, it will end up costing you thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars. Well, I mean, you always say it's got to rise to the level of cause. It's like we always say in the show, it can't be kind of cause, a bit of cause, you know, sort of cause. You can't get a little bit pregnant. It's black and exactly, white. Yeah. You either have cause or you don't have cause, right? Yeah, or you can't be kind of dead, uh, 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 John. <laughs> right. So it's you know, it's black and white. It's it's as clear as as day, and and you're, you're absolutely right. And and again, it's important to remember, it is a high bar. Yeah. Right, it is not an easy thing to prove just just cause for termination. You, so you need to make sure you get it right. Yeah, we often say it's the, you know the death penalty of the employment relationship. So it's got to be exactly. pretty high threshold. Uh, you want to reach out to Alex, by the way, if you're wondering one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now at six one three five two one talk, you still got some time as we get down our list here of reasons why people accept bad severance packages. And this one, again, another one, a big disbelief is they, they cannot afford to pay legal fees. Yeah, another uh, another interesting one and, and another reason that we, uh, you know, hear uh, as to why people uh, hesitate in contacting employment lawyers, hesitate in reaching out for advice when it comes to severance packages. And this is one thing that I'll, you know, I'll speak perfectly or, or, or at least uh, kind of personally from our firm, from our perspective in the work that we do. I can't speak for all employment lawyers out there, but certainly we do our absolute best uh, John, and I mean, it shows through the work we do through this radio show. You know, I'm involved through the, the University of Ottawa Employment Law Clinic. We, we really try and reach out as much as possible to people, whether it's in our Ottawa office or Toronto or Vancouver, to, to try and really educate me, people as much as possible and, and to give initial advice wherever possible without yeah. legal fees being involved. So we offer free consultations. Uh, you, you know, we have the severance pay calculator and the pocket employment lawyer that we, uh, you know, that, that that, uh, we refer people to, and even when it comes to severance negotiations, uh, a lot of times we can be very creative in how we charge fees. Of course, we don't do this kind of work for free. Of course, we have to charge for our services, and right, rightfully so. But a lot of times, there are absolutely no upfront 
legal costs. Um, we can operate on what we call a contingency basis or even on a deferred basis in terms of our, of our hourly rate. And, you know, the legal fees in terms of the results that we achieve for our clients in the amounts that we increase severance packages by and in the, you know, the, the, the other workplace issues that we deal with. I can tell you, and this is not, you know, this is not me patting ourselves on the back, uh, uh, John or, uh, uh, you know, being, uh, uh, you know, kind of overly, <laughs> uh, overly flowery in it, flowery in my, in my language about, about our firm. But, you know, yeah. we provide real, real value to our clients and to the people that we speak with. And so I would never want someone to shy away from our firm or shy away from speaking with us because of legal fees. It's just not an excuse. I, I speak with people all the time, every day, free of charge, giving advice. And, and I'm more than happy to do that kind of, uh, kind of stuff. And, and I'll, I'll say that on behalf of the firm as well. And so if you've been let go, if you're dealing with a severance package issue, do not be shy. Do not worry about legal fees. Oftentimes the legal fees, uh, we will even get partially compensated or covered by the employer. A lot of times they will contribute an amount to legal fees, which will cover part of the legal fees. But again, it's not a reason, uh, to accept a bad severance package. It's not a reason to not get advice in the situation. If you have concerns about legal fees, reach out to us. We will figure something out, I promise, and it will be not it will not be an issue. Plus when I mean when you drill down on it, I mean you're talking to people who have just lost their job. Of course they're not going to be flush with cash. Why would the legal fees be out outrageous? Because it makes absolutely no sense or wouldn't happen in the first place. But uh, Exactly. And we're we're, lots, we're you know conscious I mean? of that, John. Totally. We got uh, lots more to go here. You still got uh, some time, so if you want to get to do it, I would uh, make the jump now. Six one three five two one. Talk to call and ask a question. Employment Law Show continues. News Talk five eighty CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk five eighty CFRA. And welcome back. Still a few minutes to go here. So if you're going to make that phone call, do it now. 613-521-TALK. You have concerns about severance, your job, maybe coming back off a temporary layoff due to COVID-19, whatever. Bring it on. You still got a few minutes to go here. 613-521-TALK. Email anytime. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is a wealth of information for you to have anytime. 24-7. Absolutely free and anonymous we'll finish off our list here reasons why people accept bad severance packages and this one is uh you know they watch too much tv they think that uh, you know negotiating this will take months years it'll be endless courtroom battles it's it's just not the case yeah, that's exactly right, John, and that's uh, that's a, a great description of sometimes what I hear from uh, from the people that I speak with, and 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 no, that can't be further from the from the truth. The reality is that most severance negotiations will resolve uh, within a few weeks uh, of uh, being started or or being terminated. Some matters will take you know potentially several weeks, depending on their complexity. So, for example, if the you know if the gap between what an employee has been offered and and what they're actually owed is significant and potentially you know tens and tens of thousands of dollars listen those matters might take a little wrong longer to resolve but again we're talking about several weeks at most uh john a lot of the more straightforward matters will resolve in within you know two to four weeks i would say of 
of uh, of an employee being terminated. And so, no, that's absolutely not something you have to uh, worry about. Uh, legal action is usually not what's required when it comes to these kinds of straightforward severance uh, negotiations. And, and even sometimes, quite frankly, when legal action is required, John, even those even those legal claims will will resolve within a matter of months. Right. So certainly, we're not talking about years or anything uh, or anything uh, like that. And again, employees shouldn't be fearful of negotiating a severance package just because it might take a little bit uh, longer. Oftentimes, employers will continue to pay you through that period because they have right. to pay you anyway. And, and so you won't be out of pocket. They won't try and kind of squeeze you dry or, 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 or mm. pressure you somehow financially into into accepting an offer. It's usually very, very straightforward, resolved within a few weeks, and, uh, and, and you're compensated throughout that time anyway. We'll get to the last two here, reasons why people accept bad severance packages, and this one's uh, pretty wide as well. The employer says, no, 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 you're an independent contractor. I don't owe you severance. You're not an employee. Yeah, geez, and it's one that uh, I think a little concerningly, John, I've been hearing more more and more of uh, of these days, or maybe it's just my luck, but I've been, I've been speaking to a lot of people who are paid as independent contractors, uh, who their employer calls independent contractors, but it turns out who aren't actually independent contractors and they're they're pretty much employees in everything else except for what they're called by by their employer meaning you know they show up to work every day nine to five they're paid a steady income uh, all of you know they hold themselves out as a representative of the company all of those are hallmarks of an employment relationship and if it you know if it looks like an employee John and it talks like an employee and it acts like an employee then you know you can call that person an independent contractor but the law will say that that person is an employee and importantly uh, John if you truly are an employee then you are owed severance uh, if you are truly an independent contractor and there are certainly some out there that are truly independent contractors I'd say they're they're you know actually quite rare but as an independent contractor you're not owed necessarily uh, a, a severance package unless it's written into your contract uh, but as an employee importantly if you are let go then you are going to be looking at uh, a significant uh, severance package and even if you are what we call a dependent contractor meaning you might be a contractor in nature but if you uh, if you work exclusively for one company even as a contractor you might still be owed severance in a case like that and so again uh, and this is becoming a theme of this show uh, uh, John regardless of what your employer calls you or what you're classified as if your employment comes to an end if the company cancels your contract as an independent contractor make sure you get legal advice in a case like that make sure you give us a call or if you don't like us speak with any other employment lawyer uh, for that matter but you need to get advice it's not enough for employer to just say, well, we think you're an independent contractor, so we're not paying you severance. That's not good enough. It's the law that is going to decide whether you are truly an employee or an independent contractor. And odds are, uh, John, I've seen it time and time and time again, you are most likely an employee in that situation and not a, not a contractor. Let's get to the last one for this topic of uh, the show tonight. That is reasons why people accept bad severance packages. And you got to give people the uh, you know, an A for effort. But uh, if you're not a dentist, you're not going to do your root canal. If you're not a mechanic, you shouldn't be fixing your own car. And if you're not an employment lawyer, you should not be negotiating your own severance package because that is not going to work. 
Yeah, these are tough situations, uh, John. Whenever I speak with someone who's who's made an o- a counter offer to the company or tried to negotiate a severance package uh, uh, themselves, it's it's usually not a good situation. And listen, I know you know uh, for our listeners out there, I appreciate this might sound self-serving as an employment lawyer uh, uh, saying this, but but you know truly. Uh, you know, it's not a good idea to be negotiating a severance package on your own as an employee. You can be a vice president, you could be a director, a manager, uh, you know, whomever you are, where, however, uh, you know, whatever position you hold within the company, employers will not take as seriously an employee trying to negotiate a severance package as they will uh, with, you know, that counteroffer coming from an employment lawyer, coming from someone who specializes and whose profession is it to do this kind of work. It's just not going to have the same uh, impact, uh, John. And, And the difficulty from our point of view is once an employer put, or once an employee rather, puts a counter offer out there, or puts a number out there, and, and an employer says no, it's very difficult. Even as employment lawyers, uh, uh, John, it's very difficult for us to turn that no into a yes, to turn that ship around and have an employer say, "Fine, yes, we'll we'll pay you an increased amount." So. Uh, again, uh, you know, as an employee, you don't want to be taking that step on your own. Make sure you get advice first from an employment lawyer and let an employment lawyer handle that negotiation, that situation. I guarantee you that even with the legal costs in, involved, which will not be significant, you will come out miles and miles ahead as compared to trying to do it on your own. If you do try to do it on your own, the odds of success are, are, you know, I hate to say it, I really do, but they're probably slim to none. Uh, an employer will simply respond and say, no, nope, sorry, this is our offer. This is our, you know, our HR policy or our HR procedure, right. and, and this is all you're going to get. And, uh, you know, that's not a situation you want to be in as an employee. Well, it's like we said earlier in the show. It, uh, it's really just worth a chat and see if uh, see if you get you on board because it'll definitely have more gravitas if they go back to an employer with an employment lawyer who's uh, well steeped in how to send uh, to settle these uh, these matters quickly and efficiently. We're going to uh, wrap it up for tonight. Appreciate all the emails. We didn't get to them, but we'll get to them next week because we had uh, a lot of stuff we wanted to to chat about. In the meantime, reaching out to Alex and his team. One eight five five. 821-5900. That would be the phone number. Email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And I mentioned it several times. If you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, we'll catch all kinds of information free and anonymous about employment law. There's a section on disability law, and there is a way to contact at the top right. And if you simply go to employmentlawyer.ca, finally, you'll catch past shows of this nature and links to our television show as well. So you'll want to check that out. Till next time, Employment Law Show, News Talk 580 CFRA.